Hey, hey, everyone. On this episode of Dear College Students, I will be talking with Keith Powell. Keith was born and grew up in Orlando, Florida most of his life. He is a first-generation college student and was raised by his mother and big sister, who are the two most important people in his life, as well as his baby sister. He is a junior at Florida Atlantic University, majoring in political science and minoring in criminal justice. He plans on infiltrating the government and fighting for equality for African-Americans and minorities as a whole. He is a brother of Progressive Black Men Incorporated and the current president of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Keith, thank you for being on this episode, bro. Yes, sir. Anytime, anytime. I appreciate you. And I first want to ask you, what was it like growing up in a single-parent household? Uh, Growing up in a single-parent household, uh, growing up, you think it's a normal thing. Like, Mm -hmm. all my friends did. It was like something that was normal. But as I grew grew older and I realized, dang, like, this actually, like, really sucks. Like, not having a father figure there is something that every 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 man needs especially an african-american man so it was it was a struggle but my mom played both roles so i kind of got more of the tough love i didn't really have a mother who was like oh i love you i she didn't express that to me so it was like it was just like a tough household but it made me to who i am today so i I appreciate my mom for everything that's real that's real and what? Because I didn't even know this, that you were a first-generation college student. That, and I mean, you are doing your thing. You going <laughs> up the ranks. Like, even just seeing you grow, you know, for the short amount of time that I've known you, mm-hmm. you know, going to being the president of NAACP now, mm-hmm. you know, joining Progressive Black Men Incorporated. And what is it like being a first-generation student? Uh, it's a, That's also a struggle Just because there's nobody there to really guide you Nobody, there's no there's no manual So to speak on how to be a college student Especially a minority at that um, I had a big sister uh, Well I have a big sister and she didn't go to She went to college for a little bit but stopped going So and, uh, Right now being a first generation college student I just, I'm really just doing it not only for myself But for my family and especially for my baby sister To let her know like College is important but if it's not for you you, you always go different avenues but this is something that I want to like kind of set for myself and my legacy and so whenever I have my children they know the importance also just being a role model to my baby sister is something that I kind of take pride upon so being a first generation college student it's a it's a, it's a, it's a struggle it's, it's, it's a lot of work but at the end of the day it's got to get done right and <clears throat> you definitely said something key there too is you know if college isn't for you and this goes out to anyone. <laughs> I have to take a brief moment right here because I don't want people to think just because you don't go to college means that you will not be successful. You can be successful at anything you want to do. It doesn't matter what it is. If you could be a plumber, but guess what? You could be the best plumber out there and still become a millionaire being a plumber. So this is for anyone out there who really thinks that college isn't for them. You can still be successful no matter what. <laughs> don't let college to find who you are as a person anyway i'm sorry i had to take that nah, break <laughs> that's something that you preaching man yeah and i want to ask you mike because i know that you're a political science major and a minor in criminal justice so what's that like like what made you get interested in it uh growing up for me personally my life and my family we were surrounded by crime uh for those that don't know my father was incarcerated and uh he just recently got released but he was incarcerated for about 16 out of 21 years of my life so wow. that's a good portion of my life so it's like seeing that and seeing how it affected me personally and then my uncles as well they were also locked up for quite some time so it's just like at first I was actually a criminal justice major and a poli sci minor 
but my mom is a, a secretary to a judge now so she he basically just told me you could just flip flop it, it just looks much better so that's the reason for the flip but um it's it's it's, it's going good no uh, i have no complaints i love it i love what i, I love what i learned uh because uh, i feel like i i don't need to be the person that I can't change the whole world by myself, but I believe I could be the flame and I can start the flame for somebody that can one right. day. So that's why I want to do this. So if I, I don't want to say I'm about to be the next Malcolm X or the next Martin Luther King, but I want to do something like that and then spark somebody else and continue to continue like a domino effect. Right. And even that, yeah, you know, you might not be the next Malcolm X, the next Martin Luther mm-hmm. King, but you'll be the next Keith. Like, exactly. <laughs> I'm, be, I'm, like a, I'm, a, I'm the first Keith. Exactly. One, one of one. Exactly, and who knows? Like, as long as you put your mind to it, like you can even be better than them. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mind at the end of the day. You know, you us as humans, we like to put limitations on ourselves, tell ourselves that we can't do it. At the end of the day, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. People didn't think that we were going to go land on the moon or that we would even have a touchscreen phone, but now what? <laughs> so yeah. it's all in the mind for sure. And with you being a political science and criminal justice major. What is one issue that you would want to address in our criminal justice system and why? Uh, sentencing is one big thing because mm-hmm. just, just this past week, uh, the incident that happened with a lady in Texas, she went into somebody else, some, some, another man's home, a black man's home and killed him and gunned him down. And yes, she did get uh, she did get charged 10 years of her life. But we have many African-Americans and minorities all around the world serving more time for drugs that are becoming legal every day. Right. So... That's for example, my father. He was he was incarcerated for his first sentence. He went away for nine years, and that's because he was uh, he dealt marijuana and things like that. But that's nine years for dealing marijuana. That's something that's becoming legal now. And this lady just got ten years for taking a man's life. And we have, if you keep up with you know the current news with the hip hop, the rapper Taker, he just received fifty years for a crime that he may not have even done. So that's one thing I'm trying to fight for definitely, and I feel like it. Kind of, I know it's kind of segueing a little bit, but the criminal justice system sets us up to fail. So it's like I feel like it's 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 just mind blowing to me. Right. I feel like it's the law should be more stricter with our police. It shouldn't just be six months and you get a badge. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of things that need to get fixed. But my first thing that I will try to tackle is just equal and fair sentencing for everybody. That's real. And you actually just answered my next question, which is um, you feel like the criminal justice sets minorities up to fail. Um, why or why not so <laughs> that no but but that's that's very true and even what you said about the policeman um you know six months and they get a badge and what a lot of people don't understand is how much mental health plays a role in this as well like <laughs> when it comes to certain things you have to watch out for mental health like even with these officers and i putting this out there i'm not badging any any officer whatsoever because i respect all of them um but even when it comes down to like them working 12 hour shifts and they're working them like five days a week those brutal shifts that that's what i'm saying like things like that people don't understand like these officers really aren't taking care of themselves (laughs) if you don't take care of yourself then of course you're going to be bound to hurt or even kill somebody else but even with that being said what are some of the adversities that you had to overcome to get to where you are today ah (laughs) That's a bunch of good. Uh, like I stated earlier, my father being incarcerated for uh, a lot of my life, that, that took a toll on me as, a, as I was a child growing up. Right. As I got older, I kind of realized, okay, I can't I can't blame my dad for everything, for him not being there at the end of the day. I got to stand on my own two feet and be a man eventually. Right. So I was like, 
that took a big toll. And um, also, my mother, when I was, it was actually my senior year of high school, she was, uh, she got diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. And um, she had it when I was a kid, but I didn't, of course, I didn't know it was only stage one. So it isn't like she had to go through chemo or anything like that. But my senior year of high school, and like I'm playing football at Coco High School, and we're, you know, we're doing good. And then it just hits me, my mom. Okay, she gives me that call. I have stage three ovarian cancer. Uh, it's, it's fatal. I don't know what could happen. All we can do at this point is pray. So pray, 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 pray. Just God willing, just trying not to worry about that the whole football season. And I, this is the same. This is my senior year, so I'm applying for colleges, trying to see where I want to go. Right. Getting a couple offers for getting a couple offers for football, but a couple of D2s, NAIA, stuff like that. But they're all like Wisconsin, Idaho. Right. Illinois, they're too far from my mother, and she's sick, so I don't want to leave. Right. So, her going through this that, that that stage of my life, it built me and grew my character as a man. And like I kind of stepped up earlier than I anticipated on, but I stepped up and had to take care of my family for a little bit of time, just because the head of the household. Because like I said, we, like we talked about earlier, I grew up in a single parent household. Right. So the head of the household and went down, and at this point, I'm 17, 18. So I was like, all right. Uh, Right after football season, I'm working at Walmart from three to eleven every day after school. Right. Almost working full time. So I was like, that that's what built me and that's kinda like that helped definitely helped contribute to how I am as a person today. Cause right now, a lot of people may know me, but I'm very reserved. I'm only out there when I gotta be. Yeah. Like if, I, if, I, if I gotta be social, I'll be social. But right. for the most part, I'm reserved unless I'm comfortable with you. If I'm comfortable with you, you get the whole you get the whole the whole nine. But right. for the most part, I'm just very laid back and like uh laid laid back kind of guy. And even um, with that being said, because I know that you're the president of a very influential organization. Mm -hmm. And what is it like being the president, some of the responsibilities that you have in order to make your organization thrive now? Uh, At first, when I first got the role, initially I said, "Okay, this is going to be stressful. It's going to be a lot of work, Mm -hmm. which it is like, of course it is. But when you have a great e-board surrounding you, Right. It makes things a lot easier. So I can kind of delegate things instead of me having to run around and do it myself. Being president, and I, like I still work a lot. Like most of the times, I'm working from five in the morning to one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly on my phone, just trying to make sure things get done. But it's a lot of stress. And when it comes to like planning events, of course, and then trying to get back to what NWACP was on campus, like as of right now, I'm trying to get involved and try to fight so we can have more diverse degree options on campus, such as like African-American studies, Caribbean studies. Uh, we don't even have a journalism program. So fighting for stuff like that, wow. as well as uh, we're supposed to, at FAU, we're supposed to be like the most diverse school in the state of Florida. <laughs> right. But within our staff, it's not, you can't tell. Correct. So that's another thing that myself and a couple of other people on campus that we're trying to work to fight for. So um, it's very stressful. These things don't happen overnight. It takes a lot of work. And, uh, but it, it all goes back to my e-board, man. They make it. They, they make everything possible. They keep. They keep the train pushing, and it's just without them, there's no NAACP. So I can't just run it out by myself. So I love my e-board. They they do every. They do a lot of work, and I appreciate them so much. So they take a lot of. They take a lot of the burden off my shoulders. Yeah, because like I said, it's just I have not. I've never been a president of any organization, so I can only imagine with you doing that. <laughs> you going to work. You doing class. Yeah, but man. you still making it work. You know that. That speaks a lot about who you are as a person as well. Appreciate and what what are some of the goals that you're trying to accomplish before this year is over? Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring, bring in at least three sources of income. That's one. That's something okay. that I'm big on. Like I love like 
money they say money is the root of all evil but in this world today we need money to survive sadly so it's like i need to i'm trying to figure out three ways of income i got two right now okay so i'm trying to bring in that third one uh finish this semester strong of course that's always a goal try to finish with above a 3.0 at at least uh and kind of with my origins dedicate my time to my origins whenever i have the time and make sure i'm always putting in that work for my organization because I can't just become a member like right now I'm the president, so I just can't be the president, and just hold a position and not put any work. Or I can't just can't I can't get in for my progressive black men brothers. Like I can't just go there and not put in any work. I'll be a bad brother. So it's just like dedicating my time, whatever I do have to my orders, putting in work, making sure I'm on top of all my grades, my books. Uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to do that I that might it might not happen this year, but I'm kind of pushing it this spring is getting a new car as well. So that's something for myself, just getting a new car. Hey, as long as <clears throat> you keep doing what you're doing, bro, that's all that matters. Like you, you know, you're setting goals for yourself. You're going to accomplish the goals because I'm real big on like the whole mindset. Don't just say, yeah, you know, I might do it. Nah, you gonna do it. <laughs> you gonna make that 3.0 straight. Like, I, and that's just the type of person that I am. I always, I'm always gonna push the best out of people. When I hear somebody say, "Oh, I'm gonna try to do," nah, you, you're gonna do it, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. And like I said, with the short amount of time that I've known you, I, I know you're definitely gonna do it. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Man. Yeah, you're you're gonna crush every every single goal that you accomplish for yourself. And what are some core values that you go by on a daily basis? Uh, it's it's gonna sound kind of cliche, but uh, <laughs> loyalty, yeah, respect, and uh, communication. That's like the three biggest things I kind of hold myself upon because being so involved on campus and just having a I don't know, like, I, we're at FAU, so we're two and a half, three hours away from my hometown, from right. Orlando. So, like, keeping in time, I'm, I kind of been slacking on it. So, I, like, right now, I'm checking myself, like, keeping in contact with my sisters and my mom, mm-hmm. keeping in contact with all my brothers, my e-boards. Communication is very good, uh, very important to me, just because if you don't communicate efficiently, nothing will get done properly. Uh, loyalty, I'm very big on loyalty because... I feel like I keep it honest and genuine with everybody else, so I feel like that should be reciprocated. Because I'm a big, I'm a big person on reciprocating energy. If whatever you put out is what you get back, so I'm giving you my loyalty. I'm trusting you with everything. I believe that should be reciprocated back to me as well. And how I am with my trust is like I trust everybody until you give me a reason not to. Right. And when you give me a reason not to, uh, well, you got to just you got to you know, got to chuck up the deuces. Like you got to go. Right. So loyalty, respect, and uh, communication. And if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? That's three years ago, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell him uh, I thought I had this mindset then, mm-hmm. but never let somebody else outwork you. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, when it, something that I always tell all my brothers is, like, time. People always say time is on our side. We have nothing but time. No, we don't. Because even when we're sleeping, time is still ticking. People are still up making moves. You feel me? So it's like, no matter what, just outwork. Like if I could, I could have stayed out of practice a couple more times and did a couple more drills. I could have got, a, I could have got a school closer to my mom, probably. You feel me? So stuff like that. But even with my organizations and my both my organizations and even at work, never let somebody outwork you. Because if I let somebody outwork me at my job, there goes my raise. Yep. If I let somebody outwork me in one of my orgs, dang, this org well. I'm, a, I'm very competitive, so this, <laughs> and I want my orgs to be the best orgs no matter what. So, like, if we don't, if I, if, I, if I feel like I didn't work as hard, I'm like, dang, I just let down my orgs now. So, it's just definitely, like, just work harder than the next man. And uh, 
be on time. Be on time to everything you do. Yeah. That's 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 one big thing I'm about. Uh, I hate my time. I hate my time being wasted personally. Yeah. So it's just like if I I'm not like it's not like most black folks. You know most black folks. All right, I'm five minutes away. I can't stand man. That. To be on time is to be late. Yes, man. That's what I'm saying. So like. If I'm five minutes away, I'm telling you I'm five minutes away. Literally. <laughs> like, I'm about to I'm about to pull up. Okay, he's all right. All right, I'm outside. Yeah, so right. I was like, I'm big on my time. So back then, I, I didn't care about people's time. It was, it was always on my time. So now I'm like, be cautious of your time. Be cautious of everybody's time. So time and work. Yeah, and like you said, time. the time is ticking. Like, I always tell people who say, oh, yeah, we have time to do this. No, you don't. Every second that goes with life is a second closer to death. That's how I look at it. That's the way to look at it, man. I mean, it's real. Like (laughs) that. And when I started to get that into my mind, I I became a totally different person because it's like I don't have time to waste. You work a lot. (laughs) Listen, man. This man works a lot. I I do what I can, but you know, I love what I do. So at the end of the day, that's what matters. And what's the most important lesson that you've learned in your life so far? Mm. Off the top of my head, the first thing that came to my mind was initiative, taking initiative. Yeah. Uh, don't sit back and wait for somebody else to do it. You do it. Uh, a big one, a big one that I learned this year actually was uh, don't put too much on your plate that you can't handle. Right. Because I'm one to take up. Okay, I do this. I do this. I do that. Yeah. I do that. Whatever y'all need me to do, I got you. I'll do it. And then I end up, I end up burning out, and I stress myself out so much, right. and it's just like, dang. Well, keep maybe you just need to take a step back real quick and reevaluate the, reevaluate the situations. You don't need to do all that. You can take initiative, of course, but don't do everything. You're, you're not like it's not a one man show. You got a whole, or you have a whole organization behind you that that's there to help you, and that's what made that's what makes me appreciate my brothers and my evil members right. so much now. So that's that's probably the biggest thing, honestly. Don't don't take on so much that you can't handle. Right. And last question um, before we wrap up this episode. What advice would you give to a first-generation college student who is on the verge of giving up? Simply just don't give up. Uh, I was actually on my Instagram today, and I was going by a video. Uh, It was a pastor. He was preaching, and uh, he said something to the sorts of people always telling you to give up, but they they don't know what God has in store for you. Right. So when you're on the verge of giving up, God is just telling you, just hold on a little bit longer. I got you. It's not gonna. It's not on your time. It's on my time. And just have faith. And no matter what, never lose faith. And if even if you're not a religious person, you just gotta have that willing. You just to believe. Like, okay, it can't. It just it, the sun. The sun sets on sometimes. So it's like it's gonna come back out. Some it's gonna come back. The right. sun. The sun's gonna come back out eventually. It may not be when you want it to, but it's gonna come back out. Uh, rainy rainy days don't hold on forever. It's gonna it's gonna the sun's gonna shine. So nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Pain is temporary. Pride, yeah. pride is forever. And even with that being said, and like you said, but me and you both are religious. So <laughs> exactly. So we eye to eye. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, even with Jesus, he had to receive the crown of thorns before he received the crown of glory. That's what I got. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. And, and that's real. Like we all have to endure suffering before we can see Actually, the glory. So that's what I got. That's my first tattoo when I was 16. I got wow. a, uh, it's on my arm. It's a, it's a form of two nails because you know I, 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 I was nailed to the cross. Right. Uh, I got the crown of thorns surrounding it, and it wow. says only the strong survive. So it's like you just got to be resilient and can't give up. Right. 
this episode. Keith, <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I really do. Um, I've been looking forward to this. This, oh, yeah, this this was a powerful episode. Um, to all my listeners out there, please make sure that you share this episode. If no other episode is shared, please share this one. Yeah, um, I appreciate you, Keith. Of course, anytime, man. I, Family. Uh, yes, for sure. I appreciate my listeners. Um, you all just continue to like, subscribe. Um, if there's any topics, like I said, that you all would like for me to talk about just let me know um if any of you would like to be on the podcast just let me know i don't mind putting anyone on the podcast because everyone has a story and what i'm trying to do i'm just trying to get the story out so thank you all i appreciate you and i hope you all have a great day